Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the Pilot Podcast. I am Jared Cornut, joined by the one and only Alan Murray tonight. Uh, our friend Matt has got some stuff going on, so he's not able to join us. But, Alan, how are things over there on the coast of North Carolina? They're going well. Um, after three weekends of, in a row of frozen precipitation, uh, things are seeming a little bit more normal here. I always have to give you guys weather updates on eastern North Carolina. <laughs> Well, it's always kind of uh, unpredictable. It's very true. It's supposed to be 74 this week and then snow on Saturday. Yeah, so it's uh, it got up to 73 today here in Dallas. And uh, Wednesday, we're supposed to have a ice storm come through. And they're saying about two to three inches of snow accumulation as well. So uh, we'll be down for at least two or three days. Um, we are already anticipating canceling Wednesday night. Uh, activities at the church and uh, probably closing the office Thursday and hopefully uh, be okay by Sunday because we have our annual uh, chili cook-off uh, at the church and I think we've got about 30 to 40 pots of chili registered at the church to be brought uh, and then they raise money for the students. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you try all the chili you want with little cups and stuff like that and you put money in who you think is the best chili and all that money goes to support our student ministry. And we usually bring in about six or $7,000 that day for uh, student ministry. And that usually pays for a lot of kids to go to camp and Dean now who otherwise couldn't go. So we're excited about that. But we're not here to talk about chili, though. I could talk about chili. I, I love chili. You like you like chili, right? I do. Uh, I'm not sure I would uh, make it well in Texas, though, because I like beans and chili. But so I do I, like chili. I, I, have, I have found that's about – people are like 50-50 on that. Some people are like, no, adamant, no. And then about half the other people are like, oh, it's fine if you put beans in it. So uh, there will be beans in the pastor's chili Sunday. So if they want to try my chili, there will be beans in it. Uh, but, hey, we got a lot, a lot of Southern Baptist news coming at us uh, here uh, this week. Uh, we'll lead off with probably the biggest thing. Jeff Pearson, who was the CFO of the SBC Executive Committee, uh, has uh, stepped down from that role. He will be uh, coming to an end uh, in that capacity on February the 15th. Uh, Pearson was an adamant in support of the current investigation of the EC amid allegations of mishandling claims of sexual abuse inside of the changing landscape at the EC for his departure. Here's what he said. I've always been and I remain fully in favor of the current investigation of the executive committee. I am full uh, committed to fully cooperate and have assured our staff and those assisting the executive committee uh, with the, this investigation to fully cooperate. To my knowledge, and everything I've witnessed indicates everyone associated with the EC staff and those assisting the EC have fully complied with these instructions. Uh, Roland Slade, who is uh, the uh, president, uh, or sorry, excuse me, the EC chairman, uh, said that he is a man of uh, Pearson, is a man of tremendous integrity, who has served the SBC and the SBC EC with distinction over the last 15 months. Jeff, has been an inspiration as a servant leader and demonstrated who he is in Christ. So uh, Pearson uh, was very important in helping change the uh, convention last year from uh, the Opryland to the convention center downtown. Obviously, CFO has an important role in the EC. He was not in the position long, uh, but a lot of turnover happening over in Nashville, Allen, it seems like. Yeah, I, this is not somebody that I'm uh, very familiar with, but looking at the Baptist Press article, uh, he started his job there September 22nd of 2020 after 24 years at St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, uh, 15 of those years as CFO. So not not even two years of being there. And there has been a tremendous 
uh, amount of turnover at the EC, both on their staff uh, as well as members of the executive committee. Um, of course, that, those haven't turned over yet. I'm sure there will be a ton of vacancies um, trying to be filled when we get to Anaheim in June. Uh, tough news. Um, I, I'm sure for the folks that are still there at the EC, it just makes their job that much harder. Um, and so I, I'd say what I'd say about every time we have stuff going on in the convention, keep praying for them. Uh, if you think about the EC, um, be praying for them as uh, they're without a, a president right now, um, without one of their vice presidents, and now without their CFO. You know, this guy sounds like he's highly qualified, and uh, I, pretty, I think he's pretty close with Ronnie Floyd. So with Ronnie stepping down, I kind of view it like if uh, you're a senior pastor and you call a close friend to come serve with you at your church, then you leave. Um, it's kind of tough on that guy. Uh, with this guy's experience, I don't think he is going to uh, be on the job market hunt too long. Uh, I think he's got some excellent qualifications. Uh, it's a shame. You know, uh, the uh, EC is meeting in February. This uh, podcast will air on February the 1st, and uh, we will get an interim president. Uh, we've been operating, I guess, really since October without a president or interim president. And uh, we've lost the vice presidents of the EC. Like you said, we've lost numerous people in the executive committee, and uh, we don't even have an interim. Uh, that interim has to come from a vice president on the EC, and there are only two of those left, Jonathan Howell, who's the vice president of communications, who's been on the pod several times. I cannot remember uh, the other gentleman's name right now for the life of me, so I apologize for that. Uh, but it'll be one of those two, and uh, lots of changes coming. And uh, like you said, Alan, we need to keep praying uh, for um, uh, Southern Baptists just in general. So uh, that's not the only uh uh, st uh, person stepping down, though. We also have in, out in the state of California, California Southern Baptist Convention Executive Director Bill Ag uh, will begin the transition to retirement on uh, February 1st, and that will end at on December 31st in this year. Uh, he is 80, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, excuse me, the organization is 82 years old, and we'll be looking for a new executive director. He's been in that role for quite uh, some time, I believe, and uh, he, uh, you know, Anaheim is, is a great time for him to kind of go out. The convention will be in Anaheim this year. He'll get to play a part in that and help. You know, the state convention director always uh, does a lot of work with that. But uh, California Baptist also looking for uh, a, a new leader out there. And it seems like we've had a lot of turnover in state director positions or executive director positions as well. I know you have a new one in North Carolina. We have a new one in Texas. Uh, and so it, it almost seems like to me, Alan, uh, it's the end of an era for a certain generation of SBC leaders, and uh, the guys behind them are now stepping in. And it's going to be interesting to see where this new uh, leadership takes the convention in the years to come. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, since we've been doing this podcast uh, for the last several years, um, I had no idea until I really started paying closer attention to Baptist News just how much turnover there is uh, in these state executive roles. And, and part of it is, I like in North Carolina, uh, Milton Hollifield, who had led us for so long, was uh, retiring. And um, I think it's great in a lot of ways that these younger generations, um, and, and I know there's a perfect opportunity for you to make a joke about how old I am there, uh, get to come and step in and serve. Uh, not just uh, the boards, not just the committees, but serve on staff and directions for these uh, committees. So if you're a California Baptist, um, maybe – 
recommend somebody. Uh, I'm not sure what your search process is, but uh, be praying for California Baptist, uh, not just because they are without an executive director or treasurer, but also because a bunch of their crazy family from across the U.S. will be coming to join them in Anaheim. Uh, and that brings us to our next article of news, our next thing of news. Uh, something that uh, I am always eagerly awaiting for is registration uh, for the SBC annual meeting. Uh, <clears throat> I love COVID. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And so uh, registration opens today, February the 1st, for the convention and for child care. And so if you are like Jared Cornut and myself, and you plan on bringing children to the annual meeting, that is something you need to pay attention to as well. Yeah, that uh, child care goes really quickly. And so if you're listening to this uh, right now, might be already taken. Who knows? Uh, but the child care is uh, supposed to be a lot of fun. Uh, from what I understand, the kids have a blast. Uh, and the pre-registration process is just very wise because it makes your registration process go much smoother when you get to Anaheim. So, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to have, you know, nearly 20,000 people in Anaheim like we had in Nashville. But, Alan, I stood in that line for a long time. But thankfully, many people pre-registered and they made it easy for us. Okay, so even though the line was long, it kept moving. And though it took 30 to 45 minutes to get through it, uh, I hope everybody pre-registers because it makes the process so much smoother for us. Uh, you can go to sbcannualmeeting.net uh, to do all that and register uh, this um, uh, today uh, for the annual meeting and get signed up for child care as well uh, if that's something you're looking for. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we need to pray for our friends in California. It's kind of like, you know, when your family – I remember when I was in college um, – my parents uh, had season tickets to Alabama football games. And so they would want to sometimes come over to the house that I lived in in college and see me. I'm like, oh, be cool, be cool. My friends are going to be around. Please be cool. I, I imagine most California Baptists are like, SBC, just be cool. Just be like, don't freak out over the, the – yeah, our straws have paper. They're not plastic. Uh, you can do what I'm doing. I'm just ordering like 500 straws before I come and packing them and taking them with me to California because I do prefer a straw when I drink. Uh, but yeah, we need to we be, we need to be on our best behavior uh, when we're out there. Uh, and then check this out: this coming Sunday is George Lyle Church Planning Evangelism and Mission Sunday in the SBC. Uh, the tweet from the ex executive committee says, "Join us in celebrating the work and leadership of Black and African American Southern Baptist missionaries." Alan, I know you guys uh, follow the SBC calendar much more closer than my church does. Uh, are y'all doing anything in particular? for this uh, prayer emphasis or just highlighting this? Um, I have not looked at this week's bulletin yet, but if I had to guess like every other week that there is a particular uh, emphasis uh, in the SBC, it is on our bulletin because we order our bulletins from Lifeway. And you can do the same thing too. You can order them in uh, increments of 25. And uh, I'm sure that it'll be on there. And I often highlight whatever's going on uh, on the bulletin, if there's a different emphasis and, and giving emphasis and prayer. Uh, so if it's on the bulletin, I probably will. A lot happening in the Southern Baptist Convention right now. Uh, you need to sign up uh, pre-register, guys. You need to get that child care. And you need to pay attention. I mean, these executive director positions are important. And so you need to, if it's in your state, you need to speak into these things. And we certainly need to be praying for um, the right CFO. 
you want to know a job that I don't ever want? CFO of the SBC, but somebody has to take that job. And we need uh, a, a godly man, but also somebody who is qualified uh, to leave that. Um, and just, it's not like a, it's not like your rural Southern Baptist church where anybody can just be the treasurer, even though you still want somebody qualified in that role. Um, we really need somebody who uh, is well-versed in this. So ever so often, uh, my phone will get a notification that says Alan Murray has shared a Instagram video with you or shared a reel with you. And I always know it's going to be something that I enjoy because Alan and I have many of the same interests. And he sent me one um, this week of Little Debbie Snack Cakes ice cream. Uh, we're talking about zebra cakes. We're talking about honey buns. We're talking about oatmeal cream pies. We're talking about nutter butter. And uh, Alan and I are kind of hoping that we can get our hands on some of these soon and uh, do a little live taste test, maybe do it via Zoom, Facebook Live or something like that, share it with you all. But Alan, um, when you think about, first of all, tell me about how much you love Little Debbie Snack Cakes. And then two, uh, out of the Little Debbie Snack Cakes, which do you think, what ice cream do you think would taste the best? And then when we try it, uh, we can come back to this and see if we were right or wrong. Yeah, I, if anybody's seen me, they probably think, yeah, this guy probably likes Little Debbie Snap Cakes. Um, yeah, I, I like them. I don't like all of them. Um, I, you know, I, I always end up getting the peanut butter snack cakes, and I have, like, a love-hate relationship with them. I get them, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. And then you get halfway through it, and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, I love the oatmeal cream cakes. And, again, there's another opportunity for you to make an old man joke there. Uh, the only thing better than the oatmeal cream pies are the double-decker uh, oatmeal cream pies. I think they're far superior to the regular ones. Um, but, but, you know, some of these I'm not as excited about, like Cosmic Brownies are, are not my favorite anyway, so I'm not super excited about the ice cream. Um, I, the honey bun ice cream, like, is it just going to be sticky? I, I don't know. Uh, but the, the two that I'm probably most excited about uh, are going to be the oatmeal cream pie just because they're just a great standby uh, and then the nutty bars because the nutty bars are just a fantastic little Debbie cake um, I, I you know I thought about these ice creams and the conversation that we had the other day and I looked for them today in Walmart um, and our, our local Walmart looked like it was Venezuela um, and so there's almost nothing on the shelves and so they certainly did not have these but they did have boxes of nutty bars and I never buy them uh, if I get little Debbie cakes it's almost always just one at our little general store here in Kelly but I bought a box a small box of nutty bars and I happen to think I mean chocolate and peanut butter um, you just can't go wrong there those are two wonderful wonderful things what, what are you looking forward to and which one do you think will be the most disappointing so um, I, I'm with you. Cosmic brownies is going to be the most disappointing. I wonder, who buys cosmic brownies? Uh, it's not. It gets all sticky in your mouth, and it kind of gums up. It's hard to digest. It doesn't taste very good. Uh, if Probably I see them, Methodist. Oh, that makes sense. That actually does make sense. Um, God, God bless the Methodist. Um, but um, when I my favorite little Debbie snack cake. So when I was in middle school, we had break every day out in the hallway. And you go to the vending machines, and I get the same thing every day, a uh, Dr. Pepper uh, or a Coke, either one, just depending on what was in stock, and I would get a honey bun. I love honey buns. And if you looked at me, you'd probably say, yeah, that looks like a guy who does love honey buns, much like <laughs> you, Alan. Um, and, but I don't think the honey bun is going to be a good, uh, a good flavor. 
Uh, I also love zebra cakes. I love zebra cakes. Uh, I love bread. <laughs> bread is just my weakness. And zebra cakes, that little cream in there. But again, I can't envision that with ice cream. So I think the Nutty Bar, peanut butter and chocolate, just like you said, uh, it's the right sustenance. It's the right mixture in ice cream. I think it's got to be the best. I, I would love to be pleasantly surprised, but uh, that's what I would think. So th- there are some others in there, like the strawberry roll. Um, that's yeah. a, a weird mm-hmm. choice for me because – I feel like that's less popular than cosmic brownies. Uh, I don't think I've even had that one. Yeah, I I I, I just don't ever remember uh, people getting those. Um, so that's that's kind of a unique choice to me. But are, are there any other little Debbie cakes? Because there's more than just seven kinds of little Debbie cakes that well, you the, think would make the, a the, good ice cream. That that's okay. not there. That's a good question. Um, golly, uh, what about? Have you ever had the banana twins? I have. I'm, I'm so not a big fan, but I could see how that would be good ice cream. Yeah, banana ice cream. So that, I think that one might be a, a good one. I could be wrong on that, but that might be pretty good. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Is there anyone that you have in mind? So there, there is. Uh, and it, it's similar to an ice cream that's already out there. Uh, but I think pecan pinwheels would make a really okay. good ice cream because you got the cinnamon going on. You got pecan going on, and I doubt that Bart ever listens to us, but I know that he loves Bluebell, and I always joke that Listeria is my favorite uh, flavored Bluebell ice cream, but their butter pecan is phenomenal because it's almost equal parts ice cream and pecan, and then the pralines and cream even more. Just pecans and ice cream go together, so I think the pinwheels would make a, a really good ice cream as well. Little Debbie, if you're listening, make the pecan pinwheel ice cream. Hey, fudge rounds, too. I forgot about fudge rounds. Yeah, they've got the little Swiss cake roll. Um, yeah. So you got some chocolate going on there, but but fudge round might be a better one. Yeah, you have yeah. like a fudge ripple thing going on. Yeah. So uh, we well, we just sound like a bunch of uh, uh, Southern hicks that are drooling over Debbie Snack Cakes ice cream. Uh, I'm afraid to hear what our audience thinks of us. Uh, Matt, when he listens to this, will probably just shake his head. He's trying to eat better. So uh, I am too, but I want to try these uh, when I hear them. Well, Alan, a uh, lot of Southern Baptist news, a lot of little Debbie news. Uh, uh, anything else you want to add before we bring this thing to a close? Register for Anaheim. Register for Anaheim. Decisions are made by those who show up and stay in the room. You can't just show up. You got to stay in the room too. Uh, but it's important to be there. Uh, even if you don't agree with us on everything, uh, also their matters should have their voices heard. So if you can go uh, make a trip, go see Mickey Mouse while you're there. If you don't like Mickey Mouse, uh, this probably isn't the podcast for you. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope you had your feel, that you had your full. Go try some little Debbie's ice cream and let us know what you think about it. Join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>